0: Happy Thursday! If you're new, you are listening to the Classy and Sassy podcast. Normally, the new editions are earlier on a Thursday, so I know I'm late, but I wanted to try something a little bit new. And I don't know how this is going to work out, but for some reason, I got a little bug in my ear that I wanted to try recording actual video to accompany the podcast now i don't know if it's going to go over very well or will go over very horribly <laughs> we shall find out and i didn't announce this in advance because again it's something i want to try and just see what happens it may work it may not work but let's see okay Let's not talk about the fact that I'm wearing absolutely no makeup because this is one of those last minute decisions. Let's just see if it works, test it out, and then if it does, we'll move forward. If not, we'll keep the podcast just as they are with no video. If it all works out and everything is recording correctly, the video for the podcast will be available on my YouTube channel and you can find all of those links on my website. And I'll try to remember to put it in the notes for this podcast. Okay? Now, let's jump right on in it. And one thing about video is I don't have to keep stopping to say the pause is because I'm drinking coffee. Because you already know that I can't do a podcast very well without having my coffee in my hand. Or do life very well. Now that I think about it. Anyway, let's jump into Merited First Sight, of course. New Orleans, last night's episode, was it last night? Yes, I recorded it. I'm all over the place. Last night's episode was different and unique because it is the first episode in the show's history that they have shut down and let the cast just record themselves. And of course, this happened due to the lovely pandemic that we're all living through right now. That hopefully, one day, we'll be able to look upon and laugh about the memories. I hope. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, they ended up shutting down. And as you know, if you're a fan of the show, within eight weeks, normally they're having decision day. Because of the lovely pandemic, they had to shut down, which means the show ended up going over eight weeks. So they ended up surpassing what should have been Decision Day, so these particular couples are together longer than normal. But can you imagine the pandemic, the shutdown, the same one that had us most of us with stay-at-home orders at some point? You were stuck in the house with people you knew, hopefully. Can you imagine being stuck in the house with someone you have only known for a short amount of time? a complete stranger to you that you agreed to marry at the altar. Now, there's no escape. You're stuck during a pandemic in the house with them all the time. I think some of us want to strangle the people that we did know that we married. Love you, honey. Anyway, so you can imagine that being a stranger, that things are going very, very crazy and interesting. Um, Most of them have cameras stationed on tripods all over their apartments and they're using handhelds to continue the show and let you still get a glimpse of their decision process while there's obviously unsafe conditions so the camera crew can't be there. So, Let's jump into it. Amelia and Bennett is one of the fan favorites that we all love because they seem to be an absolutely perfect match. I know initially I was not too sure about this because I was concerned they were only matched because they were both unique and different, but it actually seems to be a perfect match as far as they're both very comfortable being who they are in their skin without caring what anyone else thinks, which works. You know, for some of us, it took us a very long time to get to the place where we knew what others thought didn't matter, and we were just happy. And some of us are still trying to get there. But they are doing pretty good during the pandemic, which shouldn't be a surprise. They're talking. They're still getting lots of quality time in. They're still not fighting. I mean, the most concern they've probably had is that she finally found out where her residency will be and it is going to be in Virginia and I'm pretty sure that Bennett never really wanted to leave New Orleans. New Orleans is one of those places that you can really be yourself in. So someone like Bennett who may seem unique and different, for New Orleans it's perfectly normal for everyone to be like Bennett or Amelia because Bennett's right down the street from me. Everyone is very... We are who we are, take it or leave it, is New Orleans. So, I don't think he's too keen on the move, but from all the rumor gossip mags and everyone that's covering that show, it seems he will eventually go. Hopefully those rumors are true, but we don't know. But, you know, they're good. They're moving along. The most exciting thing I guess they did was she up and decided she was going to chop all her hair off. Herself. Alone. I'm not that brave. Because she has really long hair and she chopped it all off Um, maybe a little less than shoulder level. I don't know. But it came out cute. I wouldn't have done it. Because I would have had it crooked. But she did it. She pulled it off. It looks great. That's the most they've done. They're fine. Now, Imani and Woody... We love them, we think they have great potential to make it, and we know that recently, Woody expressed his love for her, and she hadn't been saying it back. Well, on this week's episode, she finally decides it's time to say it back, and she does so in this very sweet and cute way of buying these gifts that enhance to his senses, and tries to tell him how she feels and the messy camera crew make sure to say that after this loving touching moment that two weeks later they cut to them fighting and they've had smaller little incidents but I think for the most part this is the first time they have shown them really argue where they're having to beep out or block out profanity. And it seems that it all is based on the DMs. Oh. Imagine. Social media can become a problem. And for Amani, she says it started off as a joke. That she made some joke about, let me see those DMs I bet there's some holes in your DMs. She was joking, she says. He, when he expressed his feelings on it, says that they were talking and she just wanted to see his phone and see what was in it and that's how the whole argument started now i'm one of those people that if you can't both share your phone there is some concern there i know some people feel like your privacy is your privacy and true enough there are some things that should be private especially if you're venting to a friend because they frustrated you and that venting may be completely innocent It was a frustration at that moment and you don't want them to see that and have their feelings hurt. Or let's say you were planning some type of surprise and you don't want them to know about it. But at the same time, there should never really be times where one of you feels they can't trust the other for whatever it is in your phone. And social media has caused enough problems for people without there being things brought up based on what exactly is happening in your DMs. And I'm sure, based on when this show came out and everything, I don't know how much filming happened prior to it being on TV. So I don't know if his celebrity started rising while they were still recording or not. But at the same time, I'm sure there are some insecurities when you didn't know this person prior to meeting them at the altar. So you don't really know if you can trust them fully. How many people are married to people they did know for years and they still sometimes question whether they can trust them completely. It's not an ideal situation, but it happens. So I get where she was coming from and I do believe she was probably joking initially But because he reacted very badly towards her request, it went left. And it's just like any other situation. If you ask your husband to see something that just came in and he acts really strange about it, your antenna's going up. And you're going to be more concerned than you were when you initially asked the question. And for most women, once we're suspicious, hmm, now we can't let it go. Because it's bugging us and it's just ticking in our head and we want to know it's a curse we know but by the end of the show they seem to be fine seems to still be their normal lovey-dovey self and again i still think they're going to make it just fine through this entire experiment olivia and brett on the other hand not so much i mean you know initially i said that i thought he was a fuck boy I stand by that initial. But he has surprised me because I assumed, I really expected, that there would be a lot of issues with the show as far as him with other women or things like that. And that hasn't been the case. I mean, other than the fact that he disappeared from his own bachelor party and we still don't know who picked him up. And he was flirting with some of uh, Henry's friends, female. Other than that, that hasn't been the issue. Most of their fighting has been her not feeling like he takes her seriously, that he's sarcastic all the time, that he's not taking this whole experience seriously. And from one sarcastic person to the other, I kind of have to be on his side with this because I've dated people well, I've made it clear that sarcasm is probably not my second language. It's my first language. And if you can't deal with that, we're going to have a problem. So I can kind of fill him on the fact that his whole family told her how sarcastic he was. When they were at the altar, it was part of the jokes. When she was meeting his family, they kept telling her he's very sarcastic. He's very. So I don't think he necessarily means harm by it. It's just his personality. And for most very sarcastic people, once you get to know us, you realize that's just who we are. But it's not a harmful thing. It's just our language. Sometimes out of self-preservation, it's like how we present ourselves but protect ourselves behind a shield, if that makes sense. So I get that, but I also get where she's coming from when she wants him to open up and she's very uncertain if he even wants to be with her. But I'm not so sure she's doing everything she needs to in this situation either because it seems like she spends a lot of time telling him what he's doing wrong and not a whole lot of time with the two of them working towards just relaxing and having fun with each other. And some of this camera time that they're, you know, experiencing during quarantine Is like him trying to introduce her to shows he likes and things like that. And she's just playing on her phone through the entire show. She doesn't even notice when he gets up and leaves the room. So those kind of things are on her end. Yes, he's sarcastic. But are you being open and the two of you trying to be affectionate with each other? Or is it to that point that you've just friend zoned each other and it's just too late? And of course, there's a pandemic. So everything's different. She expresses an interest to go see her family. He tries to tell her it's not a good idea. We're in lockdown. If you're not from Louisiana, we, we were on, in lockdown for a minute. We had stay-at-home orders from our state. So her deciding she was leaving anyways, I guess, was pretty much one of the final straws for him. Because when she came back, Brennan moved out. Went back to his house, like, deuces, I'm done. And she calls, I guess, one of the producers or one of the, I, I don't know if it was one of the experts. But she's all upset because she's saying that he took everything, even the food out of the pantry, and left her with nothing. Now, his version is he didn't leave, take the food out the pantry, he ate it. But and I'm not surprised that you left a man alone and he ate all the day food in the house. That's not a big surprise. They're not that, most, that responsible about that kind of thing. And i even occurred to him, I'm sure, that I should replace some of the food before I leave because there's a pandemic. He never thought about it. But he moved out. And the experts tried to sit down and talk to both of them to see if there was any chance to fix this. And she was still trying to find a way. Whereas, as far as Brett's concerned, they just don't have enough in common They don't have enough common ground to make this work. So he's out. And when they sat down and talked about it, that's basically what he expressed to her. He doesn't want to try to make this work. I don't know if anything's going to change later in the season, but as far as he's concerned, this is over. He's done with this experiment. We shall see. I don't know. Christina and Henry. Lord, I've been feeling sorry for Henry since they stuck them together. As a matter of fact, I initially thought maybe Henry should have been with Olivia. Because I didn't think Brett was serious and I thought Christina was a, yeah, I'm on a video so I won't say that. But I didn't think she was a very nice person. Is that better? Yeah. Um, Christina's, yeah. She's sarcastic too, but she's sarcastic in a very mean way. And she also says things sometimes like she's purposely trying to be mean. I mean, example, when he tells her how shy he is and things like that are reserved and she makes a point in the next 10 minutes to say one of her deal breakers is a man who's shy and, you know, quiet and can't. So you're basically telling him that there's just no hope for you. He just opened up after you complained about wanting him to open up. And that's your first response. But I, I, I digress. Let's get back to this week. Um, first of all, Henry's birthday falls in this week and she forgets. Now, to his defense, he did say that he wasn't upset about it. They're, they're new. They're newly married. However, he points out something that is very true. Had the roles been reversed, all hell would have broke loose. Let him forget her birthday. It would have been a catastrophe. I mean, his friends are having cakes delivered, had a cake delivered somehow. They're calling and texting and checking on him for his birthday. Nothing. And then, at some point... I don't think it's his birthday. I think it's a different day. She tells him she's going for a walk. I don't know where she walked to. Maybe down here. Maybe she walked to Baton Rouge. I don't know. But that was a long walk. Because homegirl didn't come back till 3 a.m. Let a man do that. We will have your stuff outside. I'm just saying. But. He was trying to figure out where she was, apparently he was texting her, he felt like he got receipts, so he knew she was getting it, but she wasn't responding. Interesting. And somewhere towards the end of the episode, he does give us a little insight that he heard from someone, perhaps, that she is, no, I think someone said something to her that made her decide... To accuse Henry of having a gay relationship. Now, nothing about Henry makes me think he's gay. I do feel like he's very limited socially. You know, I know people who, they're extremely shy. They really have to take a long time to get to know you before they can just be that personality in the room. And that's Henry. It's not that he's a bad person. He's just not Mr. Social. He's very, very shy. And it takes him some time. It doesn't make the man gay. And she apparently is trying to say someone told her. Someone, I don't know, there's some rumor that he's in a gay relationship. If he is, hopefully he would not have gone through an experiment like this and waste someone's time. But I really almost feel like she's just doing that to deflect her bad behavior or to explain why they're not working out. I don't know, but we shall see. And last but not least, Karen and Miles. You know, I still have high hopes for them. I really do. I expect Karen and Miles to be able to hang out with Amani and Woody because, you know, after all, the guys are best friends. But last night is still not making her look very good. I don't even know how many episodes are left, so hopefully soon she will start to look a lot better. But he expressed to you at one point how he can get depressed and these different things and he has clinical depression and you add in COVID, you add in being cut off from the world, you add in stay at home orders. And I'm sure all of it's being kicked up a notch. And I understand you have to work and he, his job is closed down for the pandemic and yours is not. I get that. And I get that you're busy, but we make time for what we want to make time for. And Being married, part of that is still finding time for your spouse. And if you can't even find time to quickly check in with them, maybe marriage is not for you. Because don't get me wrong, we all have our moments when we need our space and our time to deflect from the day. But they're... Interactions are a lot of him by himself doing things in the house or trying to kill time, and then when she's there, she's pretty much on her phone or on her laptop or doing something else and just not really giving him any attention. And you add into the fact that the two of them have already had issues with him not really feeling like she wants him and her having issues with any type of intimacy. Now, they took sex off the table after the expert told them to. But that doesn't change the fact that you could be holding hands or just sitting up under each other or just cuddling to make each other feel wanted. It's not that difficult. And it seems that part of the issue is homegirl has issue with whether or not Miles is masculine Enough for her. Now, I don't know about you, but most of the black men I know, if you tell them that you're questioning their masculinity, that's going to be a problem. They're not going to take that well. And he didn't. I wonder. So, it seems the crew tried to edit to show some of the instances that she thought were less than masculine enough or the instances that she thought were a little bit feminine and I know my husband will take issue with the first one one of them was him checking out her nail color and then making some joke about them being able to get their nails done together because apparently he gets his nails done well I guess she thought that was too feminine but my husband loves to go with me to get mani-pedis. Now, he doesn't get, like, a color. I mean, I tease him, and I told him to get pink, but he has his manicure done, his nails are buffed out, and he gets a pedicure. I don't consider that feminine, but apparently she considers it less than masculine. And there are little things that he's doing, like being too sensitive or emotional or what have you, that she has decided she's just not sure he's masculine enough for her. You add that into the fact that the two of you are not having any type of interaction outside of friend zone. You're not even holding hands. And you're barely touching each other. The man doesn't feel wanted, which is never a good thing. If you start to make a man feel unwanted... The woman that is on the sidelines looking in and thinking they want your man. will take that as an opportunity to swoop right on in. Yeah. So, hopefully, it gets better. Hopefully, they figure this whole thing out. I mean, after all, this pandemic is putting havoc on everybody and everything. But we shall see, shall we? Anyway, hopefully this new experiment with how I'm doing the podcast will work. If not, it will stay as audio only. But we shall see. And should it work out, I want you all to give me your feedback. Hit me up. Message me. Let me know what you think of, do you want it as just audio? Or do you like it with video edit? I don't know. But until next time. Hope you all are having a fabulous week.